Do you like scary? Do you like strange? Do you like weird? Are you one of those people that likes to hear the things that go bump in the night? I'm your host, Shana Fight, and this is The Witching Hour. fellow files, Miss me? I know it's been a while, but I'm back. And today's legend is Kagome Kagome. During the early 1940s, the world was reeling as World War II raged on. The horror of the war cannot be understated. Homes, lives, families annihilated. But not much was known about the amount of human experimentation being performed at this time. The Nazi forces were obsessed with making human perfection, and in short, the idea of immortality. They believed that the human brain came equipped with what they referred to as a kill switch. And one day, when the kill switch was engaged, you died. But what if they could find the kill switch? What if they could turn it off? They believed they could wield the power of God. These experiments could not be done in Germany, however. If caught, the implications would be disastrous. So the Nazi forces sent select scientists and doctors to a secret location in Japan. This location? An orphanage. The argument being that these children had nothing to live for, and the simple fact that they were children made the experiment much more viable. They set up in an isolated orphanage near Hiroshima. The children were put through immunizations and intense psychological testing to prevent any defects. Next, the caretakers were examined to ensure a working model of both adult and child brains. They were looking for the key difference between the two to determine where the kill switch was located. After numerous exploratory surgeries, the scientists concluded the kill switch was located in the cerebellum, not the main organ of the brain. This made sense considering the cerebellum is the control center for subconscious activities in the brain, and dying certainly isn't a conscious act in most cases. The first attempt at operating on this so-called kill switch was a gigantic failure. The poor young girl they had chosen was a troublemaker. She would sneak around the facility at night, destroying research and breaking equipment. She died before the experiment was fully performed they threw her body in the woods surrounding the orphanage. The caretakers were told that she had been placed with a new family. The only thing noted in the charts about this girl was her red hair and bicolored eyes. A few years of research plus trial and error later, and they had their first glimmer of success. A six-year-old girl survived the operation, but when she slept, her vitals ceased and she was clinically dead. 
She revived easily enough each morning, but something was obviously amiss. Russian scientists were brought in from their own experimental project. Project Venom was meant to create super soldiers, and these scientists were trained in bodily revival, basically zombification. They were tasked to revive the girl every time she comatosed. All they required was to combine their research with that of the Nazis. They were provided one girl with which they were to prove amputation and replacement was viable. They had created an artificial arm back in Moscow and were having it delivered to the orphanage. All they needed to do was prepare their subject. Her arm was amputated. However, shortly after the procedure, the Russian scientists packed their equipment and fled the orphanage. The artificial arm never arrived and the Russians never returned. The Nazis, feeling, however, that they were getting close, tried new ways of entry instead. Children were left with mangled jaws, sunken foreheads, and even half-deaf in the efforts to reach this kill switch in their heads. The scientists and caretakers began to notice very strange behavior in the survivors of the operation. One man wrote about this in his journal. The entry is as follows. They appear normal at first, just like any of the other children, playing, cheering, learning normally, but when separated from the others, they seem off. They stroll carelessly around with a blank smile on their face, their eyes looking straight at you. If approached from behind, their heads snap around with ungodly speed, and for a moment, you can almost see an expression so vile on their face that it makes you want to cower, but then you realize they're just forming their dreamy smile again. Another thing is that they follow us, but only when we are on our own. After finishing on my typewriter and heading to my room, I'm often given a fright by one of the children standing several meters down the dark hallway, staring at me. When I go off to my room, she follows me, and I shut my door, jam a chair behind it, and then I sleep safely. It feels like they're ghosts at nighttime, and the funny thing is, I keep seeing one child with reddish hair. I keep asking who the child is the next morning, but the caretakers say they haven't had a child with reddish hair for a while. They also seem to be playing a game a lot more than when we started. I haven't got much knowledge of Japanese, but it seems the game is named Circle You, Circle You, as described by one of the translators. A group of children surround one child who sits in the center alone. They link arms and begin to move in a circular manner around the child, making scary faces at them and singing an eerie chant, you lose if you flinch. Upon talking to them, I've noticed that they seem more dreamy, forgetful, and somewhat blank, as if the experiments wiped their memories as well, but it's not an innocent type of dreamy, rather something more sinister. They stare at you with wide eyes and ask you questions you never thought they would know. One asks, when your grandmother died, did she really leave you a golden-plated watch? It may seem crazy, but my honest answer was yes. Many of the staff began to quit, filing that it was for their mental welfare. And in 1945, 
After the attacks on Pearl Harbor and the bombing of Japan, the experiments came to a sudden grinding halt. The scientists that remained informed the caretakers and were asked to their surprise to play a round of Kagome Kagome with the children before they left. The biggest surprise being the head caretaker, whom they'd performed their experiments on as well, asked in fluent German. The children circled them, smiling those dreamy smiles. One said, Now remember, if you flinch, you lose. Not much is known about what happened next, but when the game concluded, one scientist ran to the final truck leaving the orphanage. He never looked back. So what does this matter today? Beyond the obvious horrors of the experiment, it's said that the scientists were successful after all. The children remain in that old orphanage. If you wander into the woods outside of Hiroshima, it's said you will find a path that looks as though trucks travel it. Looking around, you'll notice the trees have been cut along the path. They look oddly like humans, bowing. However, they have no heads. Continuing up the path leads to chilly weather. Natural, climbing uphill, one would tell themselves. And then you'll reach it. A clearing. An old stone building stands in the center, covered in vines. Go in if you want to play. Don't mind the pungent smell or the darkened hallways, no matter the time of day. Go down the hall, taking your first left. Down that corridor, you will find doors, most of them brown. You're looking for the red-colored wooden door. You found it? Good. Now go in. You'll find happy children playing in what appears to be an average playroom. Sure, they have surgical bandages in varying places, but overall, they seem content. Your presence will draw their attention immediately. Every head will turn to you, smiling their strange smiles. The head caretaker will ask, Have you come to play with us? You have a couple of options here, but a decision must be made. If you say no, the door will slam shut on you. There's really no need, but you can try to retrace your steps back to the exit. All you will supposedly find is another dark hallway. If you continue that way, you'll start to notice a young, reddish-haired girl following a few meters behind you. Her eyes. There's something strange about her eyes. It's best not to ponder too long, however. You should keep moving and not let her catch you. Unless you liked those lovely, headless trees on the path there, you're welcome to become one. If you say yes to the game, however, you will be welcomed into the room, the door will close, and they will form a circle around you. A cheerful voice will say, Now sit down and don't flinch. Follow these instructions no matter what. Don't flinch and you'll survive. The light will disappear, leaving only the children visible their faces distorted in vicious expressions. Then they slowly start to circle, chanting, Kagome, Kagome. There's no further explanation as to what happens if you make it, seeing as no one has reportedly not flinched at this point.
if you answer their invitation with maybe or anything other than yes or no, their expressions are said to change into something mortifying, and with inhuman voices, they will screech, decide. Anything other than a yes or no decision will result in the door being slammed on you. Your worst fear will reportedly be awaiting at the other end of the hall, blocking your exit. Another fine opportunity to end up one of those lovely trees you admired earlier. You may also try, I don't understand, to which the caretaker will reply, go to your school and watch your children play. You should understand then. Nothing will change, but close the door on your way out. It's common courtesy after all.